Good evening and welcome to our service of celebration tonight. We are glad that you have chosen to join us, whether you're a resident of this area and this community or whether you're back visiting family, whether this is your first time here or whether you've been here any number of times before. We just want to welcome you and we are glad that you're here for this special service. I do just want to mention that uh, we have childcare available in the nursery for infants and toddlers, um, if that would be helpful for any of you at this point. Tonight as we read the scriptures concerning Christ's birth and, and his coming and as we, as we sing the carols, our hope and prayer is that this will be for you a time of experiencing once again the wonder and the mystery of Christ's birth and his coming into our world uh, and into our lives. And now I invite you to just pray with me and uh, uh, let's prepare our hearts and minds to encounter the Christ child in this place tonight. Let's pray together. Come, Lord Jesus, we pray. Enter our hearts, enter our passions, our emotions, and our feelings, and reveal your presence to us in our inmost being. Let your love shine in us, and fill us with the joy and peace that comes only from you. Fill us with light that brightens every corner of darkness. Come, Lord Jesus, and be born in us. Even now, we pray. Amen. Tonight is the eve of Christ's birth. The waiting is almost over. 
the time for God's divine love and light to descend into our dark world is upon us. How does the light of God come to us? God's light comes through Jesus, who became a human being just like you and like me, so that he could show us the way back to God's divine love and light. Open our eyes, O God, to the magnificence of your light. Our eyes become dim and our hearts become cold to the wonders of your glorious sun. But tonight, help us see clearly. Help us hear perfectly. Help us receive openly through Christ our Lord. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as the people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. Our time of waiting has come to an end. The light of the world has come in human flesh. Hope is born in a manger. Love cries out among the shepherds and the angels. Peace coos in his mother's arms. May we live as enamored with this child who is both Savior and Lord as those who bow before him on this glorious night. Amen. Please stand and join us in singing hymn 121, O Come All Ye Faithful.
be seated. We spend a lot of the year in darkness just waiting for tonight. Join with me as we read about Isaiah's prophecy of this good light that has come to us. Isaiah 9, 2 through 7, Christ's birth and kingdom are foretold by Isaiah. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. of grace in man's human frailty this is the wonder of jesus laying aside his power and glory humbly he entered our world chose the of grace, the love of the Father shone in the face of Jesus, stooping to bear the weight of humanity, walking the 
crushed for the sins of the world. Fullness of hope in Christ we had longed for, promise of God in Jesus. Through his obedience we Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. The angel Gabriel comes to the Virgin Mary. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her own age, in her old age. And she, who is said to be barren, is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Please stand as we sing.
Matthew 1, 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Please stand and sing with us.
Luke 2, 1 through 20, the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in strips of cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
Please stand as we sing together. Christmas Eve offering this year is designated to assist Wesleyan Native Ministries and the Fillmore Powerhouse. Please pray with me. Our Father, you give us so much. You are lavish in all of your gifts. We pray, Father, that you would give us thankful hearts this evening as we give back just a portion of all that you have given to us. In your name we pray. Amen. Little Mary full of grace 
tears upon her face had no mother's hand to hold. It was a labor of pain. It was a cold sky above. But for the girl on the ground in the dark, with every beat of her beautiful heart, it was a labor Joseph at her side, calloused hands and weary eyes. There were no midwives to be found on the streets of David's town in the middle of the night. So he held her and he of moonlight on his face but the baby in her womb he was the maker of the moon he was the author of the faith that could make the mountains I'd like to invite all the children to come down front. We've got a little segment just for the kids. So any children who'd like to come down here and have a seat? Right here, buddy. Come on, right up here. That's right. Come on up. We'll wait if you want to come out of the balcony. We have time. Yeah. Isn't this fun? Okay, have a seat right there. That's good. Sit right there. Good. Excellent. Scooch up just a little bit. We've got more coming. Good. Yep, have a seat right there. That's perfect. You guys, good. All right. Got a little more room. Yep, go ahead and sit down right there, guys. That's good. Sit right there. Well done. All right. I think we'll start by putting a verse up on the screen. Do we have that? I'm sorry, John, we do not. Okay, how about if you guys help me out? Turn your Bibles to Luke 2.7. There's a pew Bible right in front of you. Everybody grab one. Just read it together for me. I don't have it in front of me either. Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Sorry? That's okay, I can find it. I've done it before. All right. 
Let's read together, shall we? Everybody, you ready? Well, you guys can't see, but you can listen, all right? Luke chapter 2, verse 7. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Thank you. Are you guys excited? Do you know what tomorrow is? It's Christmas. That's right. Tomorrow is Christmas. I'm excited. I love Christmas. <laughs> you got right to the end before I even started. That's good. Yeah, that's right. Well, listen, there are lots of things about Christmas that I really love. One of them is Christmas trees, right? Who has a Christmas tree at their house? Yeah, me too. I have one at my house. Yes, they're so fun. And Christmas trees, what do Christmas trees have on them that are really pretty and sparkly? Decorations and lights, lots of lights. So I love trees and decorations. Okay, now let's think about some other things that we like about Christmas, all right? Oh, that's nice, a baby brother, that's good. We have a lot of those in our congregation right now. Uh, so Christmas trees are fun about Christmas. Lights, the pretty lights. I have lights at my house. And I also have some, uh, one thing that we like to do at Christmas. He has a train under his tree. That's good. Trains are good. Hey, guess what? You know what? Another thing that we like to do at Christmas, how many of you in the past, just raise your hand if you have eaten a Christmas cookie in the past week? Yeah? Probably more than one, some of us, right? Christmas cookies, yeah, we like to, the food at Christmas is good. Uh, oftentimes, people like to have a big dinner time, right? A big dinner with turkey or a big breakfast or a ham, lots of food. Those are fun. Okay. And uh, yes, yeah, so trees and lights and food. And how many of you will see some family that you have, don't, maybe don't see on a regular basis, like maybe grandma and grandpa or some cousins? Yeah, those are some fun things about Christmas too. And then there's another thing. What's going to happen tomorrow morning? Yeah, you're going to have presents, right? Kind of like, like maybe like this one. Right? We could probably get three of you into this. Yeah. So this is presents, right? Uh, how many of you will get some presents tomorrow, do you think? Raise your hand. Yeah, you've all been good, right? Now, now raise your hand if you, you're not going to get any, you think? Oh, probably none for him. Okay, well, some of us, some of the rest will. And how many of you, raise your hand if you were able to give a present this year. You gave someone a present. Yeah, that's like just as fun as getting presents, isn't it? That's great. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> now, here's the deal. All that stuff, is there anything I've forgotten about Christmas? There's trees, there's lights, there's food, there's family. Oh, and Santa, a lot of people like him. That's true. What else might I have forgotten? Yes, Emma? It's Jesus' birthday, that's right, right? Is it Jesus' birthday? Tomorrow. And all of those fun things that we do, the tree and the lights and the food and the fun, the family and the presents, giving presents and getting presents, 
those are all celebrations. Just one, okay. Yeah, at least one, at least. Yeah, so all of those things, they're celebrations of Jesus' birth, right? Isn't that right? But sometimes we let those things kind of block our view, the celebration. They kind of get in the way of our view that really what we're celebrating is Jesus, right? Who's this right here? Right here. Who's this? Mary and baby Jesus, right? And it's his birthday. Sometimes we let all of those other things, which are good, and there's a celebration of Jesus' birth, but sometimes we forget that Jesus was born. And that's why we celebrate, right? So let's, this Christmas, let's do this. Let's remember that when we're having fun with the tree and with the lights and with the presents and with family and with the food, let's remember that the reason we celebrate is because God sent Jesus to earth as the very best gift so that we could learn how to live the way God wants us to live, okay? Can we do that? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you that it's your birthday tomorrow. Lord, help us to have fun with all of those, the ways that we celebrate that. But let us also remember that you are the greatest gift. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, before you go sit down, Miss Amanda's gonna lead us in a song, okay? Are you ready? In a manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky look down where he lay. The Please stand and join us as we continue in worship together.
love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet Well, this is a wonderful event that we're celebrating this evening, isn't it? The birth of Christ is the, is the pivot point of all of history. And tonight, we look back at that event. And for centuries prior to his birth, people looked forward to that event. We read from the prophet Isaiah tonight. During the time that Isaiah was writing, war clouds were in the air. Uh, Judah was being threatened as Syria and Israel tried to force Judah's King Ahaz into an alliance against the, uh, the onslaught of Assyria. Tensions were high. War seemed imminent. The anxiety of both the people and the rulers grew. Surely there must be an escape beyond trusting in the strength of human armies. Well, it's into this situation that God sends Isaiah, and he sends him with a word of hope, a word of promise. Isaiah 7, 4 says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. God himself would be with Israel and would be their strength. As a sign of his presence and protection, he would send a child now, the historical record fails to make clear whether or not some human child fulfilled this prophecy in the days of Isaiah, but the gospel writer Matthew makes it plain that this prophecy's ultimate fulfillment began when a young woman named Mary had a visit uh, from a, an angel. This special child who would be born to Mary in such a miraculous way was to be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
The child himself was the sign of God's presence among his people. The gospel writer John makes this image even clearer. He tells us in John 1.14 that Jesus made his dwelling among us. And the word dwelling here conveys the idea that he tabernacled or that he pitched his tent among us. In the Old Testament, God was said to have pitched his tent among his people when he inhabited the tabernacle that was built for the purpose of worshiping him. But in Jesus' incarnation in our world, the tent was his own body, his person. He walked among human beings, sharing life in every way. He truly was God with us. That's what we celebrate tonight. The birth of the Christ child, Emmanuel, foretold by Isaiah and documented by the gospel writers. And so we here tonight can rejoice. We can take comfort. We can take hope in the fact that indeed God is with us, Emmanuel. That's the good news that we celebrate tonight. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the prophecy made through Isaiah to Judah that ultimately was fulfilled in the person of Christ, born as a baby in a manger in Bethlehem. Emmanuel, God with us. And we thank you that we can cling to the hope of redemption and salvation because you have visited us in person and you have come to save us, to redeem us, to cleanse us and to make us your people. And we'll just give you thanks in Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah goes on to tell us more about the coming Messiah in chapter 9 of his prophecy. Included in this prophecy is a proclamation of what the Savior's coming means. As you heard earlier in the scripture readings, he writes, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Isaiah's words are obviously symbolic of the spiritual darkness that exists in our world a terrible, devastating darkness. And yet Isaiah proclaims, there is hope for your darkness. The light is coming. And when he comes, he will overcome the power of darkness forever, setting people free from the darkness of sin and evil, from the dark prison of suffering and sadness. And so the apostle John writes, in him was life, and that life was the light of all people. And to make sure we understand Jesus himself proclaims, simply, I am the light of the world. The central large white candle in the Advent wreath is called the Christ candle because it represents Christ, the light of the world. Throughout this service, the light from the Christ candle has been carried to the pew candles burning in the, in the center aisle. 
the glow from, that, from their light helps us to see in the darkness. But it isn't enough. More light is needed. More candles must be lit in order to extinguish the darkness. And so we light our individual candles as well, remembering that Jesus says to his disciples, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others. And this is what we symbolize tonight, that Jesus Christ, the light of the world, brings light to our lives. And now we together become the light of the world, shining his light for others as others have shown it for us. The words of our next carol, Silent Night, Holy Night, are printed on the back of your bulletin. As we sing, those of you seated nearest the center aisle, light your candle from the aisle candle and pass the light down the row. Uh, The ushers will bring the light to the balcony. May God speak to our hearts as we sing and as we flood this place with candlelight and our world with Jesus' light. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so Please stand with me for prayer. Holy Father, may the light of your Son shine in us that we may lead others to the light and life of Jesus our Lord. And as we celebrate the coming of Jesus, may we proclaim with our words and our lives joy to the world. The Lord has come. Amen.
Following the benediction this evening, please extinguish your candle and place it in one of the containers located in the foyer. And now receive the benediction. May he who is the light of the world, the almighty God born in human flesh, even Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, fill your soul with joy and your heart with love. And may you go from this place with the light of his life shining in you. Amen. Merry Christmas. Go in peace.